Borderline Raptors back in the house. Speaking of in the house, Kitch joining me very shortly, literally in the house, along with our first time uh, guest host who goes by one name. He's like our Madonna, Slacker, joining us very, very shortly. Uh, it's a good episode, full uh, recap of the raps, some NBA discussions around NBA uh, playoff teams, uh, a little uh, gambling talk with the NFL recap from the games, uh, from the big games this past weekend, right into our Slacker segment of uh, top five sports movies of all time, uh, into uh, what drives you and any other business. So uh, without much further ado, we're going to get going here. Uh, and this is our little lead in to the show and what should have clearly been the NAMS choice uh, in the sports movie segment. Uh, little team from Indiana. 25. Where are you going? In the game. Sit down. What do you mean? You gotta have five out there. Sit down. Sit. Coach, need one more. My team's on the floor. Kitch. Yeah. And Brock number two, but we're not going to call you that because uh, this is this is your time. So and I like it. Uh, th- just so everyone knows uh, before the show, uh, our guest host uh, people got together with our people and we're told he can only go by the name of Slacker. So here is Slacker. Welcome to the pod. Thank you. Thanks for having me. <laughs> oh, listen, I mean, it's when I say this anytime. All right, now, uh, Kitch, last year or last week, we did a uh, six degrees of separation uh, with Brock. Uh, Now, Grant, you and Slacker do know each other, but is there anything you want to get out of the way? You want to let the whole world know something about Slacker? Do you want to ask him questions about who he may or may not know? Is there anything anything you want to, before I dive in, anything else you want to add? Well, actually, last week, Brock was your guest. And I, I, I knew stuff about oh, him. So oh. you should be the one jumping in here because I know he's not, Slacker's not like I know Slacker. You know, you're, you're, you're the third party. That that is a, that is a fair point. Uh, I didn't prep for this, but I'm gonna I'm gonna try and wing it here. Right. Uh, so Slacker, I grew up in Windsor. Do you know anybody in Windsor? <laughs> uh, not really. Carrie Verbanek was uh, John Verbanek's wife. I don't even know what her maiden name is though. But she's a Windsorite. Yeah, yeah. yeah I don't know her. I know, shockingly, I don't know. All right, but let's go. Uh, where are you from originally, Slacker? I'm from, uh, I was born in Sudbury. I lived on Manitoulin Island for uh, 12 years, and then we moved back to Sudbury. I went to uh, University of Waterloo for um, for math in, uh, I guess, 1993, and then uh, I've been here ever since. So, yeah, I'm a Waterloo guy now, and uh, Sudbury. I did, not know, I did not, well, there you go. I did not know that you were from the northern parts of uh, of Ontario. You know that uh, explains a lot. Yeah, explains a few things. Yeah, Yeah. it's never good when people say it explains a lot because it's yeah. Well, uh, I was going to say never a good thing. I'm pretty sure this will be one of our shorter podcasts if you're from Sudbury. So that's um, okay. Let's Uh, let's be talking about nickel mines. We go into nickel mines and and I don't know. I'm I'm sure I do have some connection to Sudbury somewhere with somebody I know, but I don't know. I can't think of it. uh, So we're going to move on. But, but before you go, Bart, I oh, am a, okay, a, sure. a lifelong uh, Red Wings fan, so that's my connection to Windsor. Oh, yeah. see, now I was yeah, I was one of the few uh, Leafs fans in the Windsor area. Everybody, which I still don't get, and I don't. Why are you a Red Wings fan? That makes no sense. Uh, it's a long story, but it's. Uh, I think my favorite player years ago was Peter Klima, and uh, he played Peter for Klima? the Red Wings. Yeah, I know. I, 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 Peter Klima, the guy who never went anywhere near the boards. <laughs> 
The old saying was you could, put, you could put a dozen eggs in that guy's jock before every game, and he wouldn't break one of them. Fastest skater, but then he got into problems. He had some cocaine issues, and he was he was hanging out with the wrong guys in the team. As you I do, think, so. as you do in so Detroit. I, I moved to Stevie Y, and I stuck there ever since. So you know what, Peter Kleeman, all time great hockey hair. However, he makes the all time hockey hair team for sure. Agreed. Agreed. Oh, hockey. Okay, good. I didn't know where we were going. Hockey. All right, good. <laughs> yeah, Stevie Y, Ford Peterborough kid. You should know that Stevie Y was in your neighborhood. He was. Yeah. He was. He's a Peterborough Pete, wasn't he? Uh, yeah, yeah, went to Tass. Went to Thomas A. Stewart, yeah. home of Craig Muir. All right, listen. I think. Uh, oh, thank you, Slacker. That was a, that was a beautiful, well done introduction. Um, I'm sure everyone is uh, can't wait for their for uh, your insights. All right, wraps of you, Slacker. I'm gonna. You know, now listen. I am told that you've got some stats for us. Now, do you? Uh, why don't we start with this? I'm gonna. Uh, Kitch likes to always have the first uh, first word on the Raptor, so we're gonna go to him. But then I'm coming to you for the stats, so get ready. All right, Kitch, uh, we've watched a lot of raps in the last couple of weeks, back-to-back games. Um, where are we at? Uh, so since the last pod, we've had two back-to-backs. We played Miami twice. We played Indiana twice. It's going to be hard, I think. You, in, these, in these back-to-backs playing the same team, it's going to be hard to go 2-0. and you just, just watching these games, like like Miami played good in the first game against the, the Raps. They played, played a little weak, and then the Raps got fired up and beat them in the second one. And it was kind of the opposite of... of and in the Indiana series where Raptors played well in the first game. And then we got to the second game and uh, they were a little flat last night. Indiana was on fire. So it's, it's hard. I, like, I think you just, you just, you don't come in with the same sort of gumption. Uh, you don't come in with the same energy. Um, so I think, I think it's going to be tough. I think it's gonna be tough to win these back-to-backs. I think you're going to split a lot of them from a lot of teams this year, but uh, Raptors definitely looking more solid than they have earlier on. So I, I'm okay with two and two over the last four games. Well, you know what? They're actually just, you just made me think of something. Uh, in both those scenarios, the road team won the first game, right? So the Heat came into the Heat so, came to Tampa. There's no road at home in NBA this year, anyway. So well, there is. The, the, technically, there is because we were in the Toronto was in Indiana, and I think the Indiana Pacers play in Indiana. But uh, my point was, it's like this is like Slacker. You can you can back me up on the stats. This is like the first game of a first end of a, of a doubleheader in baseball. What do they always say? If the home team wins the first game. You load them up on the second game, and if the visiting team wins the first game, you definitely load up on the home team in the second game. We need to look into this from a betting angle. Slacker, do you concur? Uh, I'll get on it. Yeah, yeah, please do. Yeah, <laughs> have, you, have you have your people look into it? Uh, so, all right, Slacker, um, over to you on the wraps. Wraps review. Wraps review. So I, you know. Every time I watch the raps, I feel like I'm watching Princeton play, like in the NCAA basketball tournament. Oh. And it's like, and it's just so I went back and looked at some stats and round three pointers. And so last year versus this year, you know, they're shooting around the same percentage, but they're actually much more consistent this year, which was a bit of a surprise to me. That's shocking. But I know it totally is. And, you know, they still, when they win, they shoot like 41%. When they lose, it's 35%. So I think they still live and die by the three, just like Princeton does. So, you know, they're first in the league in, in, in three-point attempts. Like, they're just chucking them up. And uh, they hope they go in, right? So, I don't know. I, it's Honestly, it's a little – some days it's fun to watch when they're on, and some days it's not when they're off. And and I don't think we're ever going to get away from that. They're first in the league, Slack? First in the league? In, in yeah. Tied, really. tied with Portland, yeah. For attempts. I could probably, yeah. probably name something different than Princeton and the Raptors, but I just, just one. Wow, listen. <laughs> I would like to say that's our first ever uh, Princeton reference on the uh, show, and I believe that's the depth of the Sudbury knowledge right there. Well. That's <laughs> yeah. 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 And a, ma- and a yeah. math grad. The guy who graduated math, he understands yeah, Princeton. Deep. Princeton, that is, way over my head. I don't even know what that is. What that yeah, is. that's well done. Brock, take a seat. Brock's now number two in the guest host chair. That was big. 
Can I give you some more stats, though? Yeah. Come on. Come, it, go get this, them, Sudbury. This year versus last year. So, now, I, uh, this is excluding last night's game. I uh, I had to work to last night. So, so they're, they're getting – they're scoring three points less on average. They're uh, they're taking six more three six more three pointers a game. Uh, as I said, their three point percentage is the same. Their points in the paint is down by seven this year versus last year, which you know that doesn't surprise anybody given yeah, who, they, who they have. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Rebounding's down by two. They're twenty six in the league in rebounding. Free throws are down by three. So you can kind of see the where the issues lie, and it's kind of the they're missing that big the big guy. So um, you know. It just it just screams and hollers. They need I, I, you need a Baca back. That's what you need. Oh, I can't, <laughs> I, can't believe, I can't believe I'm saying this, but I totally agree. We or yeah. I, I went through the list of the centers in the league, and like JV popped up, and I was like, oh, I miss him. I love JV. JV. I love JV. Andre Drummond came up as kind of the 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 big guy. So yeah, but you know what? I I would have no problems if we we should be making a move for Andre Drummond right now. Kitch does not agree with me, but I would make a trade for him right now. I wouldn't give up anything for him, but I would make a trade for him. I would happily have that conversation. Yeah, and, well, and, I don't, the, back, and the back slacker stats. So in the, in the last four games, we shot the games we lost. We shot thirty-three and thirty-seven percent from three, and the and the two games we won, we shot forty-three percent from three in both of them. So basically, and the league average is thirty-six and a half. So we need to shoot forty percent or better, I think, to win. And if we don't shoot forty percent or better from the three, we don't seem to have a, the 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 makeup well, to win. That's asking a lot to shoot 40% from three <laughs> on a consistent basis as a, as a team, not as a player, as a team. Yeah, that's tough. But you know what, Slacker? I found it interesting that – so we're taking six more threes a game. We're shooting the same percentage, yet our scoring is down by three. Obviously, we're not getting to the line as much. And I, two things I value this year, the ghost of Serge Ibaka uh, and the fact, God, you need somebody who can beat someone else off the dribble and get to the line on a consistent basis. And we don't have it. I don't – we've talked about it infinitum. Who is even? Who's even? Who would you classify as our leading get to the basket, most likely draw a foul? Norm Powell. I know. Can you? That's what I was going to say too. Like, think about that. So I must step in and and have have a uh, oh, announce yeah. a, deep, a deep apology to Norm Powell. Here's Powell turns the corner, driving slam dunk. He has been lights out. Two weeks ago, I referred to him as a plug. And uh, <laughs> and obviously, with when he he heard my words, because he's obviously a pod listener, and that lit a lit a fire under his ass. And and I and I I think I single handedly motivated him now to to get back into action. Like his last three games: twenty four six and six, twenty two and six, twenty three three and zero. Oh, that's better than Pascal. That's better than Siakam this year. I oh. I'm looking at Nurse now, thinking, all right, now you're staring at Powell and Siakam to start. Are you, are you do you have the do you have the balls to put a thirty million that million dollar guy on the bench and bring him off the bench as a, as your sixth man? Because I think that's what they should do here. Oh, that's well, that's never going. Oh, well, not this year. It's not going to happen this year. It could happen eventually, but it's not happening this year. And by the way, four game sample. I might add. Yeah, I got some Pascal stats too. This one kind of got screwed Pascal up corner. last night. Sir Pascal corner. But uh, you know, when Pascal wasn't in the lineup before last night, they were two and zero. Lowry, they were without Lowry. They were three and zero, so you know they were winning games without their big guys. Now Siakam, they they lost last night. But looking at uh, Pascal's three point percentage, last five games fourteen percent, last ten games twenty four percent. Like like Deno could shoot fourteen percent for sure. Deno, 
Did you I? could shoot. You could shoot from your oh, chest. Sure, Locker and make those from your chest. Chest three pointer. You shoot up. I am one for two for for three point in my in my basketball career. So, from NBA's NBA's NBA length or no? No, no, that, no, 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 not the NBA length. No, high it was the, uh, high it was, right. it was the, it no, was it was the elementary school gym, wasn't it? I, it was the Kitchener Old Man League that I, you know, I oh. lived right next to the school. They had four guys, and I, they basically said, "You need to come over here. Or we're we're going to default." So, I, oh, I, I don't were, play a lot of basketball. Let's just say you were their Norm Powell at the time. You were the plugger. <laughs> you were the plugger. Yeah, I, got it. Oh, I, got it. I just stood in the corner and kept kept out of the way. So, <laughs> wow, we are really getting to know slacker on this pod. <laughs> nice. Uh, all right, so here's the deal. It's talking to Xerox Al today, uh, and although uh, we both feel encouraged by the last few games, like they're they're definitely playing better. There's no question about that. And I think those stats around Pascal being out and Lowry being out with it. I mean, over the course of a season, if that stood up, that'd be one thing. But it's a small sample size. But I guess the underlying, like, so they're playing better. I feel, uh, I think, even though Boucher's taking a bit of a step back, but that was probably bound to happen. I just kind of feel uninspired because, again, we were teased, right, for a couple of years. This team, there's zero chance this team's competing at, the, at a high level. I do believe now we're probably somewhere between a six and eight seed for sure and might might get a couple games or scare somebody in the first round. But Slackers, do you see us, do you see us being any better than that? I don't think so. So looking at the schedule now, they've played eight teams that are in playoff spots and nine teams that are in non-playoff spots. So they haven't had a super strong schedule. They've, they've played Philly and Boston, and those uh, they're two of the top six teams in the league, and that's they've only had two games against them. So they haven't even played the kind of the big boys yet. So I don't know. I don't. I, I think it's going to be a stressful year unless they can fix the down the middle thing. I think they're uh, or Siakam finds his uh, finds his mojo, but something's missing, and he's got to he's got to he's got to come back. Kids, you have any higher hopes for uh, than a six seed? <laughs> higher than a six seed? I think that'd be if we get higher than a six seed. I think that'd be a huge win. If we get lower than a six seed. I would say it'd be a huge fail. I think we are striving and hoping to get to the six seed. I think that's sort of our aspiration. I think that's the best we can expect from this team this year, sadly. Um, so that's uh, that's that's where I think we that's where I think we max our potential this year is the six seed. Now it's depressing. Really, it is. Really depressing. It is. What what are we going to talk about in May? <laughs> Draft picks? Other good teams in the league? How many ping pong balls are we going to have? <laughs> when I uh, when I was doing my early research to the pod, the Raptors were in second last. So I, there's a website called tankathon.com, and it basically shows like who's in like in terms of the draft picks, who's in what order, and who could they get. And so I looked on that, and it was there was a really good center from USC. And I was uh, you know I think I was being a little pessimistic, but it's uh, that website is quite cool and it covers all sports. So take a look at that. I don't want to plug any uh, free free yeah, websites here. Say, are you trying to drive Sorry. people away from the pod <laughs> into other like other areas of information? Trying like, to generate yeah. some, some revenue yeah. for you. All right. Well, there's your there's your first edit. That'll be your first edit. Thank you. <laughs> Jesus. No. Brock, you're back, baby. Brock's back in, in the one hole. Slacker did, did bring up a good point there, though. That so the team does seem to relish like, and I and I and I hate to say this because I'm got nothing without Lowry this year. When Lowry's not in, the three games they've won without Lowry, they have played decent games. So I, that I, I don't know. I I think we need Lowry. We need him to win. We definitely need him there. But what is what is the difference? What is why does the team relish when he's not oh, there? Oh come on! That's three games out of the seventeen they played. Let's not forget about. I mean, the games even that they've lost, like the uh, you could make an argument in both Portland and Golden State games, it was Lowry that got us to that 
that spot that we were in in those games. Like I, I'm not quite there yet with Lowry's a uh, creates a different scenario or different uh, makeup of that team. I just think you know, you know, they played well on Sunday. Lowry wasn't there. Three and zero, three and zero without him. That's uh, I, I do, when he when he's out of the lineup, I don't miss his uh, or I do like his his whining and his falling, and it's getting a little much. Like last night was brutal too. At the end of the game, it was so oh, bad. Yeah, he was such it a baby was, last night. Oh, it was embarrassing. And then Nurse did his thing. It was like so old school. You know when like in baseball they like kick dirt on the umpire. Like if he, if there was dirt there, I'm sure he'd be kicking it at the ref. Like it was so embarrassing. <laughs> Go ahead, Bart. Bring, bring it up now. Bring it up, Bart. Challenge. What? Coach's challenge. At the end of the game. Coach's challenge. Oh, well, I was going to need to. I actually, it's in my notes, but um, uh, uh, hang on a second. Two things. We'll, we'll definitely talk about that. But his reputation is definitely uh, getting in the way now because I felt out of the two out of the three charges that he tried to take last night, I last year he gets two of those calls. And that last one at the end of the game, that was a clear charge that they hit him. And the refs aren't, the refs aren't giving those calls this year. I, I would love to know. Uh, and I'm, I'm guessing no one's done this research, but I'd love to know how many stats or how many charges uh, Lowry's taken this year. I will bet you it's way below the clip that he was on last year. The refs are all over it this year and his bullshit attitude probably doesn't endear them to be uh, give him any calls. So I, I agree with that. But I think Lowry's biggest issue, and maybe, maybe this is the issue. Maybe it's when Lowry uh, isn't in the lineup. We don't have to worry about anyone telling Nick Nurse when to challenge a call that we are for sure going to lose. Like that, that could be the difference in those games because we saw it last night again where he clearly fouls the guy, um, Miles Turner. He clearly fouls and he immediately does the whole finger in the circular motion challenge. And Nurse doesn't even think about it. And Nurse's like, yep, let's challenge it. And then on the very first replay, you're like, oh, lost challenge. (laughs) There's a guy, there's a guy who sits behind Nurse with a video thing that Nurse is supposed to turn to and that guy's supposed to give him the okay. Like I've seen that in the games. He completely just, he didn't even do that. He just went right to like Jesus, Nick. Is that guy is that guy's first name Kyle? <laughs> it seems like it. <laughs> yes. But yeah. there are like 25 people on the bench. So you think someone there could uh, could make that call. Like the number oh. of coaches is insane. It stands out so bad too. They're so spread out. <laughs> yeah, to me that it wasn't even close, but this is the whole, I mean, we, we're off on a tangent here about uh, coaches challenge, which is still, I don't understand why it's so complicating uh, or complicated for these coaches to figure out when to use them and not to listen to their players. Every player never thinks they commit a foul. So you can never listen to the player on any of this shit. So there you go. That's it. Um, all right. Listen, uh, do we have any, any, you want any closing, uh, closing? Gonna, thoughts so I, I do like, like Stanley Johnson. Definitely, yes, you were, def- oh, definitely, good. definitely uh, showing up. I used the, I guess hustle. Like I, I thought Stanley was a p- complete plug, and he's actually he's outperformed. A, a I'm, I'm quite happy with that. And and I still, I think we got to bring Watanabe off the bench behind OG. When OG comes out, Watanabe's got to be the guy. I think he as he's got length, he can score, plays tough defense. Like he has all the attributes. I think to play that decent role in that position. Maybe he plays with OG sometimes too. I don't know, but but I think uh, I think we need to see more of him. I, I do like his uh, his game. My last point, Bart, the, uh, you know, they've shot distribution issues and I've seen this before. And usually when I'm betting on like player prop over like Fred Van Vliet scores 30 points in the previous game and he takes two shots in the first half. So last night um, at the half, Freddie had 13 shots. Aaron Baines had nine. Powell had nine. Boucher had six and Lowry and OG had four and five. Like OG just hit 30 points the night before and he sh- takes five shots in the first half. And Aaron Baines has uh <laughs> Like it's it's ridiculous. So 
Aaron, is that is that the That's right spell? Yeah, Aaron. 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 Okay, I didn't I, listen. I did not know that. That's another another. Uh, we're, God, it's a very educational pod this week. Oh, uh, so about bad beat with Barnes last night. The bar beat, bad beat, and the play gets gets what 13, 13 pars and their points, assists, rebounds in the first half, and doesn't play in the second half. We had eleven. He had eleven. We had eleven. He had to get, he had to get a twelve and a half. That's right. He had to get twelve. Right. And a half. Eleven. Uh, but then Sabonis went out. But I listen. I think so. Two things. Uh, agree with Watanabe. He's got to play more. Even last night wasn't his, uh, he wasn't great offensively, but his hustle, his defense is really good. He bangs. He offensive rebounds. Yeah, I'm 100 percent sold to him. Stanley, I'm not going to disagree that he's not playing okay, but I'm, I'm not sold there yet. But Baines, I think we have to acknowledge Baines has, has come on here a little bit. His last three games are definitely better. Yeah, yep. Jane Webble is going to have to be a little bit happier. She wasn't very happy with him, so. Um, yeah, I think that's what I mean. Like we are playing better. The teams clearly getting to know each other. It's uh, the chemistry is obviously a little bit better. But again, we're just we're we're play, we're at least one legitimately good scorer away uh, from scaring anybody. In my opinion, from fifth, from fifth and east, from fifth. And <laughs> yeah, from a first round exit. <laughs> All right, uh, listen. Here we are. Uh, so okay, Raptors chat. I got one shout out. We got one shout out in the Raptors chat. I got oh, this and you, you're going to miss this. So I did it for you. I did it for you because you committed to this. But the uh, this is this is for our, one of our avid listeners, John Hine. John Hine has been adamantly coming back to us a few times. Okay, did you do, can did I you do this? Say, can, I say, can I just say something before you, you jump yeah. in here? Yeah, yeah. That was in my AOB segment tonight. This is a Raptors. This is a Raptors discussion. AOB. AOB. It's AOB. It's not really. It's AOB. All right, go ahead. You want to bring it up? You want to bring it up later on? No, I don't want to bring it up. So John's been asking us what's what's the what's the win percentage or what's the the win numbers for for when Leo and Matt call the game versus when Jack and Matt call the game. And so John, here it is. Leo and Matt this year are two and eight, and Jack and Matt are five and two. So my man Dave Lee and DL in the house. Give it to me. A little baby block. Get that garbage out of here. So five and two, Jack and Matt, two and eight, Leo, Leo, Leo Matt. That is that. That's all about mojo. Maybe some mojo there. Maybe maybe need the good announcers in there to, to put up some victories. Although they are in Toronto and the games are in Tampa, so I'm not sure the relevance is that strong there. But well, well there you go, John. You got your stats. Yeah, we'll, and we'll we'll definitely track that throughout the season. I'm sure that's something the fans will be at the edge of their seats for. Um, so, but I, can I just say? And I don't know if I've said this before, but I, I may be repeating myself. And then when Jack comes back on this year, I'm going to tell him this too. It and when I get the U.S. feeds, I can't get the Canadian guys. Have I told you guys this before? I think I have. Yep. But anyways. It's um, it's it's incredible how much better they are. So uh, I don't know if sure if they if they are have anything to do with us winning, but Jack and Matt really are very very good at what they do. Like they're, they're yeah, I think head and shoulders of any other team that I've heard. So there you go. We'll shout out to Jack and Matt. Well, actually, more Jack than Matt. Screw Matty. <laughs> he's <laughs> not listening anyway. He's Matt, yeah, Matty is listening. He's okay, and he's only okay. Uh, all right. So next uh, for our NBA segment, we are quickly going to discuss the teams. Uh, both conferences that we believe that are currently inside the playoffs that we don't think will make it, and the ones that are outside the, uh, the top eight seeds that will get in. Uh, so I'm going to uh, slacker. I'm going to let you start this off with your thoughts on the Eastern Conference. Who right now? Give me give me your teams that that you that are in the top eight that you do not believe will be there when the playoffs start. 
All right. So I caveat this. I watch a lot of Raptors games and basically okay. nothing else. So uh, I like to read and watch movies, but not like Kitsch who watches like Sacramento play Phoenix or whatever. But he, <laughs> so, he only watches the player props and or, <laughs> or in the first quarter, second quarter, third quarter, fourth quarter. That's true. You're right. That's right. So uh, who's in the top uh, eight in, in the East? Uh, I'd say Cleveland and New York are on the outs and uh, Toronto and Miami are on the ins. Okay, so I'm gonna catch. So, yeah, so I I am, am in 100 agreement with Slacker. So six, six to thirteenth is only separated by one win. So there's a the, the, it's a pretty tight race from from the sixth place position to the thirteenth place position. I think I think Atlanta they're in six now. They stay in. Maybe they fall to eight, but they stay in there. I think they're they got a good enough squad. I think Cleveland is definitely out. Um, I would bet a lot of money that Cleveland's not in the in the top eight. Um, and then New York at eight. You know they could be a sleeper pick. I. Uh, Barrett and, and Randall are—they're rounding into form, but I do think they fall to the nine hole. I do think the Raptors figure to figure this out and get in. Hopefully, a six seed. But I think they're definitely top eight. I think Miami finally gets their crap together after the hangover from being there late late last year, and, and we'll get into the playoffs as well. So I'm in, I'm in agreement with Slacker. Same, same, okay, so, same. so we're not we're not really count. We should really be doing top nine because uh, is that we have the magical extra games this year, right? So it is. It really is the top nine because the play. So everything's going to win that playing game. So nine, but yeah, I I agree. Um, so are we going to top eight or nine? Like Slacker, I t- told you before, this happens all the time. Like we're well, we, you we guys just trade, and all of a sudden nine comes in. Like nine. yeah, but you should have known that. Well, like, don't type in top, who's in top eight. Now we won't be there. Let's let's. Well, you guys, you know what? Okay. Well, so listen. The question is, who do you think will make the playoffs? Uh, that are outside of the top nine. Versus the ones that are inside the top nine. Nine. Okay, eight to nine. All right, Knicks. Knicks is nine. There you go. Knicks are nine. So can I, I now are you are you loving the Knicks because you watch them screw us all weekend on our betting? Every time we bet the Knicks, or every time we bet against the Knicks, it went the wrong way. Well, I am kind of yeah, yeah. That does that does leave a mark. That doesn't that does oh, resonate with everything. Left, left a big, big mark Saturday night. Left a huge mark Saturday night. <laughs> we bet it, we bet it, we bet on them Saturday night. We did. Yeah. Yeah, we sure did. Oh, we sure did. Um, and then that's why, uh, yeah, I can't, why, I can't remember why we did, but we did. We definitely did. Uh, okay. So can I say I a thousand percent agree. There's no way Cleveland uh, makes the playoffs. I dare say that I'm not convinced Atlanta. They've been in a funk lately. So what I've seen, I'm not loving uh, that squad. So here's what I'm going to, I would tell you that Cleveland for sure is out. I think the Knicks uh, are definitely the, in the nine, in the nine hole. Raps are in Miami's a th- like Miami's a thousand percent in right. They're they will get it all together. They've been ravaged by bubble fatigue and COVID fatigue, right? So they're they're definitely making it. Uh, and then, like I still like I like the Bulls uh, to potentially sneak in there. Uh, and I like, and I think Charlotte to, to sneak in there. So that nine hole is tough, but I think you give 10, you give 10. I know, I know, I know, but I mean, I, I, was, I was building it up, but I'm going to tell you, here's how it's going to go. All right, all right. I actually think right now, I do think, I actually think Philadelphia is going to be the one seed. The Bucks, the two, I think Brooklyn will be three, Boston, the four, Indy, the five. I think the Raps are going to make it to the six hole. Uh, I think Miami will fall. Oh, actually, but uh, it'll change because of uh, the, fuck, I keep forgetting that the, um, when you win your division, you you climb up in the seedings. We have to factor that in. So you guys don't factor that shit in, but you have to factor that in. Anyways, they're going to be eight teams. Eight teams. Yeah. Eight teams. So Miami, Miami will be in uh, as seven. Or no, they're, yeah, they're seven. Uh, I believe the Bulls, eight. 
and Knicks nine. There you go. Those are my picks. That's great. See? Bulls, Bulls got Bulls got a little work out of them. Huh? Yeah, Bulls are good. Zach Levine's having a year. Can't rule out Orlando either. Orlando's they were there last year. Why is why isn't why yeah. You know what? They're such a there's well, the, the problem is with the Orlando and the Knicks. And this is why the Knicks may we don't do it. They don't score. Right, those teams are very, very. They're slow moving basketball teams, and they don't score. So that, that's tough in this in this environment. All right, uh, Slacker over to the West. West. So uh, on the way out, Memphis, uh, San Antonio. On the way in, Dallas, Golden State. Now that's eight. So I know it's between. Uh, you find yeah, San Antonio. You yeah, find us out. So that, yeah, there you go. Stop. You follow the rules. You follow the instructions. That's great. You can stop it. That's fine. Yeah, that's fine. You can find. And it's not the real playoffs this year, but that's fine. We'll go to top eight. Who cares about the nine seed? I agree. The nine seed's not winning anything. That's fine. So uh, Dallas and Golden State are on their way in. Dallas well, Golden State's in right now. Golden State is eight. Well, I'm, oh, I'm you're San Antonio. My okay, you guys. Right, yeah, that's fine. Yeah. That's fine. I got you. I got uh, so the thing that I when I was doing this, I was surprised to see Denver. Is, Denver is now fourth. Remember, we were talking a couple weeks back how how Denver was uh, was nowhere to be seen. There, they, they've got they've won they've gone seven and two in their last nine games. They're now sitting in fourth in the West. So I was surprised to see that. So they're they're where they where I think they should be anyway at at, at least four. So that's fine. I'm going to put Memphis at six. I think Memphis with Jaw back is is in there is in there. That's, that's, that's the bet talking. That's the I'm gonna, bet talking. I'm going to keep Phoenix Phoenix Phoenix. I'm going to keep Phoenix at seven, and they could switch with six. So Phoenix, I like in there at seven. Uh, right now, Golden State is eight. I think Golden State is not going to make the playoffs. They are not going to be fourth barred in the West. I think they are not going to make the playoffs. They are getting old, and I see them falling out of the playoffs. Draymond Green is not the Draymond Green we remembered him to be, and uh, I think Steph can only take this team so far. Um, number nine, uh, San Antonio. I don't do not think they make it in. I feel like they fall to ten. And I think Dallas leaps up and gets the uh, and gets that eight hole once uh, once Persingas starts to get a little more healthy and once uh, Doncic gets back in better basketball shape, then I think those guys uh, those guys into the into the eight. So I think I think you're taking for granted how easy it is to get into basketball shape, and then he's just ultimately going to do it. I agree. He's still he's great, but listen up. Here we go. Minnesota, New Orleans, Sacramento, Houston, Oklahoma, Oklahoma. They're for sure. They got no chance. We're not. They're out. They're out entirely. I believe Golden State Warriors are 1,000% making the playoffs this year. And I also believe that the San Antonio Spurs are 1,000% making oh, yeah. the playoffs this year. I've got, well, he'll be a Raptor next year. Um, I've got Memphis out and I've got Dallas out. Now, they will they will end up being the 9 and 10, so one of them will make that 9 seed, but that's where it is right now. If it was top eight, Dallas and Memphis would be out. That's a fact. When I looked up my uh, the stats, some of the odds to to help my picks, the uh, there's some fascinating like NBA championship win odds. Like Boston's fourteen to one. Fascinating. I love that. Yeah. Fascinating. fascinating. Sorry, is that is that a bad word <laughs> oh, here? Oh, oh, was fascinating. Yeah, fascinating. Yeah. And uh, Philadelphia sixteen to one. I was like, those aren't bad. Sixteen to one. Uh, Philly. Philly sixteen yeah. to one to win it all. Yeah. yeah that's not horrible. That's value. Yeah. yeah. It kind of jumped off the page at me. You can anyway. put, uh, speaking of jumping off, you completely jumped off the segment into the gambling segment. That's fine. Oh, Listen, sorry, sorry. No, it's Larry. It's fine. Listen, you're just, <laughs> we always do that. First time fuck ups. It's totally fine. It's totally fine. <laughs> now, how, how are they? How's the NBA going to figure this out? Like, so look at look at Memphis with a, what's what's Memphis record? They've played. They're seven six. Thirteen games. Everybody else has played 17, 16, 15. What what's what's the NBA going to do come the midseason mark? 
Well, like we said, right, they've got, they're going to have this break in March. They're going to be a number of teams way, way behind. But baseball figured this out too. Baseball, the exact same problem. Uh, and they're just going to play. Now, baseball had double headers. Yeah. It's easy to fix in baseball. Yeah, yeah. So it's a little bit easier, but they will either extend the season by a couple of weeks, right? Which they're going to have to. They're going to have in this break, teams that need to get caught up are going to get caught up. Uh, and then they'll even tighten the schedule in the second half if they have to. You'll, you'll see more back to backs, which will end up being. Uh, resulting in uh, more rest and or injuries. But they're, yeah, I mean, clearly the NBA is hell bent like the NFL was to get this season done and dusted on time so they can get into the next season. So uh, I, I think, yeah, they'll just, they're going to figure out the scheduling. They'll take advantage. Of, I mean, they were smart. They had a little foresight to, to build that break in, but that's it. That's that's all they can do. And maybe lengthen the season the first week into July. So you could have teams that will take three weeks off in the break. If they try to catch up in the break, then a team that is caught up, they might be, they might not play for two or three weeks. So they might play one game or two games and then have two or three weeks off, which that's kind of, that's odd. Like that's, that's when guys get fat again. Well, and fat and outside of any bubble they're currently in. Right. So that'll present a whole other set of COVID issues. And so, yeah, there's all, listen, I'm not going to make the bet that the season doesn't, doesn't uh, finish because that didn't work out so well for me last year. No, good for you. Wow. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Slacker, what else can they do? I don't know what else to say. That's all I got. That's good. Well, listen, I like that. When you don't have anything to say, just let us know and we'll move on like we're going to do right now. That's smart. Good. Good. I wish Deno had done that. <laughs> uh, okay. So are we uh, are we wrapping up NBA segment? That's it for me. Okay. Well, this is good. Now, Slacker, we're, we're coming into our NFL slash gambling segment. Uh, which is going to be a little uh, briefer this year because we don't have a ton to talk about as far as what we're gambling on. But uh, but we definitely need to recap what we saw uh, this past weekend on the white couch. Go ahead, Slack. You can you can fire. Oh, no, no, no. Why, why don't you start with? Let's. Why don't you start with the the gambling results? And we'll oh, talk gambling, about you want the game results for the hop. You don't want to yeah, talk about, about the, we'll, game but we will talk about the games. We'll talk about the games. Jeez, see. All right. Um, yeah, I got to turn my light, light on. We are outside. It's a little dark. Turn my flight. Oh, there you go. All right. So last week, last week, uh, go on, we had, you had to take you had to take the over unders and you had to take the spreads. Uh, Deno was zero for four. So he went zero for four. Oh, see, Deno's Deno. a guy. He's in a playoff. He can't, he can't do anything besides unders. That's a problem. Yeah. Once he's got to think beyond the unders, and he's got to. So he's over zero for four. Four and four and ten in the play, in the playoffs. So said a, a stellar twenty eight percent. That is when you have to put money back into your account. That is when you get the calls in. My account has nothing left in it. I need to make a deposit. Yeah. Uh, Bart, Bart, second. He he came out with uh, made some made good picks on the games. Bad picks on the over unders. Went two and two. Screwed on both of them. Got screwed on both of them. Yeah, that's right. Five and nine is Bart's in at thirty five point seven percent. Also, almost a deposit point, which I think I've seen over the last couple of weeks. <laughs> <laughs> and then here. In the first place, one in, Kish was one and three this week. So, uh, so stumbled this week after having so, a bad week. week. So I won the week. Then you should have led with I won the week. You won the week. You won the week. Yeah. But Kish still sits at eight and six. So I'm still at fifty seven point one percent. That is um, that is cash. So I'm not really curious as to why my account's not up. But but that is fifty seven point one percent. Well, in all right. So we'll have a full slate of Super Bowl wagering uh, on next week's uh, pod. Because uh, that that's the most appropriate time to do it the week of the Super Bowl, not this week, Kitch. Um, yeah, we'll so we'll have to come with like five or ten props each. Oh, it'll be tons! Of, it'll be a prop bonanza, a prop bonanza fest next week for sure. Um, so, but let's break down those how we how we ended up with those results. So, game one, 
I mean, I didn't love the Tampa bet, and I only did it because it was uh, the anti-group bet. But I don't know if if Green Bay could have looked any worse. Like I'm really, really surprised how poorly they played. Uh, Aaron Jones was a disaster. A.A. Ron Jones was a disaster. Uh, those fumbles, uh, they, I mean, they didn't run the ball a ton with them, but he was not very good. Rodgers was average at best. Uh, they couldn't figure out where to get the ball to, to Adams uh, on a consistent basis. And then, obviously, some of the worst coaching you're ever going to see when you are two minutes left in a game, you've got Aaron Rodgers on the top six or seven quarterbacks probably of all time with the ball in his hands on fourth down from your eight or nine-yard line, and you decide to take the field goal in hopes that your defense will get the ball, uh, will stop them three times, you'll use your three timeouts, uh, and get the ball back from Tom Brady, who unofficially is the greatest quarterback of all time. So that, to me, was a travesty uh, across the board. Uh, you clearly have to go for that uh, and, and try and give your... Give, you, like I always say, I'd rather try and win the game with the ball in my hands than try and get the ball back uh, with my defense. Yeah, that wasn't my decision. But I understand the thinking above two minutes with uh, all of our timeouts, but yeah, that wasn't my decision. Flacker? Yeah, that was, uh, well, the week before, Green Bay looked amazing. So I love Green Bay that the last week. And uh, they were brutal. Like, they're, well, let's, we'll talk about the decision later, but like their play calling in the, in the red zone, like they threw to Devontae Adams every time. And, you know, I get it. He's amazing and stuff, but there's got to be someone else. And like that Robert Tanyan guy's a good, like he's, he's, a, he's a good tight end, but they threw to him every time. And it, even when he was like double and triple cover, they're trying to jam it in there. So I don't know. They were off their game. Maybe it wasn't cold enough for them. I don't know. But um, yeah, I was, Highly disappointed. I loved that game way more than I liked the KC bet, which was was kind of oh. good in hindsight. But um, yeah, but then the the play calling was like the two minute left play call. Like, just think of the math there. Like the probability of like you have one one down to get eight yards versus kind of four new downs to go like whatever seventy yards. Like it's it's crazy. It makes no sense. No, you it still makes need to touch on. That's the whole point. Like if you. Uh, you could make the argument if he if it was um, a field goal and you only needed another field goal to either tie or win, that would be one thing. You could sort of make that argument. But you're right. Have to score another touchdown and go probably 70 or 80 yards with no timeouts and under two minutes. Yeah, like that's – yeah, it's mind-boggling. And, and you know, even if – yeah. Go ahead. And even if, they, even if they went for it and they didn't get it, the other team's on the eight-yard lar- line. Like if they stopped them there, they're in a pretty good spot. But like the whole thing was a disaster. And even Aaron Rodgers, was, I'm sure he was like, what's going on here? Well, he I'm was. surprised he didn't fight harder. He was uh, – there was some bus, under bus throwing after the, after the game. Rodgers was like, yeah, it's not my call. <laughs> but you know what's even worse is LaFleur, and I get it. It's the heat of the moment. But they asked him, like, do you regret the decision? He's like, no, I think it was the right decision at that time. It's like – don't make it worse by sounding dumber. We already saw you be dumb. Don't sound dumb. We know. Well, I read. Yeah, I read that he regretted it, but because they didn't get it right. So yeah, like he made a call. That's his job. But it wasn't a good decision. I'll say that. So terrible. And this and I talk about this all the time, Slacker. And you're going to appreciate this. You're a money man. You you deal with uh, finances. These billion dollar operations. This should not come down to one man's intuition, right? There should be like I don't know if you need to hire more coaches or whatever it may be. Get you okay. Okay, over there. I fell over. Yeah. Back up. Okay. Yeah. Well, you've, you've had a beer. I get it. I've seen what happens after you have a beer. Um, like, make this so this is a no brainer. So everyone goes, yeah, this is absolutely the right decision to make. You can't have. I, I just don't believe in one guy holding the keys to the castle of a billion dollar operation to go to the Super Bowl. Like that should have been 
uh, people are just there to say, this is what I do. And they go to him and say, the, floor, the play here is this. And he goes, yeah, okay. That's what you're telling me. That's what I trust. You trust yeah. me to make a play call. Yeah. Well, the Raptors have 20 coaches. You got to think the Packers have like 50 somewhere yeah. in that stadium. Yeah, I agree. Fuck out. You go for it with Rodgers as a quarterback. So right, we're, we're, we're overlooking, like we're overlooking to, and which hard, which which because of that bad call gets gets completely not even talked about, is the end of the first half. Like on that on that oh yeah you're right fifty yard line Brady he's got a, he's got a, he's got a what four, uh, second or third down but he's got a four yards the first day. they have four seconds left was it four seconds or eight no no it was, it was like eleven seconds it was eleven seconds yeah. left. so how you let a guy get wide open past the DB without any safety help like. Where is that defense on the twenty yard line? Play this. Play. They had no timeouts left, so play cover the sidelines and cover the deep pass. If they want to throw a, a pass over the middle, have at her, and then and then the clock can run out. So that was that was that that was shocking that that happened. Then he went down twenty one ten going to the half, and that was just a, that was just looking like all right. Well, this is this this is just a big momentum kill here, and uh, so the fact that that happened was another play that wasn't much talked about. And the other thing too, at the end of the game, so when they did the bonehead field goal, if you're a defender. Every single NFL player wears a stretchy shirt underneath the uniform. Never grab that stretchy shirt because what happens is it extends and it looks like you're holding on to somebody's coattails from three feet away. So that was just a terrible play by the defender too to grab the stretchy shirt and hang on to it because they could not have not thrown the flag there. When you saw the when you saw the replay, it was like, oh yeah, he's got this shirt and it's three feet long now because he's hanging on to this thing and it's and it's stretching. So. Clammy, clammy of errors in that game. Yeah, you know, listen, that was good. You, that was a good insight. That you're right. That play at the end of the first half, we forgot about. That. Like, I forgot about, but you're right. That was a. That really was a game changer from the sense of just all the momentum. Uh, I think Green Bay thought probably thought they were getting off the field without giving up points, and they give that touchdown. But that DB, we he just clearly didn't think they were ever going to make that throw. And he got he was looking. You just see him looking at the backfield or looking at the short pass, and just next thing you know, it's it's behind him. It's over. But yeah, that was that was equally bad. That was horrible, actually. I don't want to bash the I don't want to bash the winners, but uh, where was Gronk in that game? He had one catch, and it was a pretty long one. He's been around the last six games of the season. He, they pretty much made him a, bro- a blocking a blocking tight end. Now he, hard, he hardly gets wow. any he hardly gets any looks anymore. He just they 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 pretty much told him you're not fast anymore. You can't get open. We're just gonna have you block. And uh, and and that's been his his sort of mantra for the last five or six games. Graveyard graveyard Gronk. That's who he is. Nice graveyard Gronk. Oh, yeah. he is, he's dead. But you could tell yeah. me like, if you had told me at the beginning of the game that Tom Brady was going to throw three interceptions. There's no way I would have said Tampa Bay was going to win that game. All in the second oh, half. No. Yeah. No. I agree. Yeah, that, that actually that is shocking. I bet you there aren't too many uh, championship games where the winning quarterback has thrown interception, three interceptions in a game. Nope, I agree. God, if, I wish. God, I wish we had a staff who could look this shit up. But we're talking about it. <laughs> come on, it'd be great just to come in like th- three minutes from now. Oh yeah, I looked that up. You're right, Dave. That's never happened before. So healthy seasons. Brady's played in 19 healthy seasons. 14 of his 19 seasons, he's been the conference champion. Think of that. 14 of 19 seasons, been the conference champion. Twice as many playoff wins as any other quarterback out there. Twice, twice as many. And then the dental sent me. He said, "You got to bring this up," which I thought was kind of humorous. But the Brady versus Steph Curry analogy. So Brady is playing. As, yeah. You didn't like this one, Bart? I love it. I, love I, it. I loved it. Brady's playing his 19th season as a healthy starter, and he's gone to nine Super Bowls. That's 47.3 percent of the time he's played a full season. He's gone to the Super Bowl. Curry is possibly known as the best three-point shooter in history in NBA, and he shoots 43.3% on threes. So Tom Brady has a better chance of going to the Super Bowl 
in any given season than Steph Curry has making a three-pointer. Look at that. That's pretty impressive. Slacker, help me out on this one. That doesn't I know when you say it like that, it sounds like that's true, but that's not that's not the math behind that. That's that's yeah. wow, that's really I I can't even that just hurt my brain. I don't even know what yeah, that means. And it's not uh, right. It hurt your brain because it's wrong. That's what <laughs> right? yeah. Tom, Tom Brady. No. Oh. I know, but listen, Stover or somebody will get on this and just understand. Like that is I know what you're saying, and you can you can make it sound that way, but I'm telling you the, that's not right. that's deep that's deep (laughs) i got nothing else for you it's my sudbury answer i got it's not it's just not right it's not right (laughs) uh but yeah listen kudos to tom brady it is it's pretty impressive 14 out of 19 now people are saying that record will never be broken and i'd like to think it will never be broken but you know what you just can't rule it out with Mahomes just yet he's three Three of his first four years, he's been the championship game. Now, obviously, he's got to stay healthy, and that team's got to stay together and be great and all that sort of stuff. But, it, yeah, 14 and 19, it's incredible. New team, oh, God, new team first year. Uh, I'm not sure there's too many uh, 40-year-old quarterbacks who've done that. I, mean, I think Joel Montana did that with um, Kansas City his first year, took him to the Mah- AFC Mah- title game. Mahomes is two. If he wins this year, he's two Super Bowls in the first four years, and that's Brady. Brady was two in his first four years. I know. So, yeah. so that's, that's – he's, he's – well, you know, I, I don't want to shock the world with this comment, but – Mahomes is good. He's really good. <laughs> that is uh, all right. Let's let, let's good segue into into the uh, Kansas. Now I'm gonna I want to start off by just then I'm gonna I gotta stop talking because it hurts me after I think about this. Possibly the biggest gambling miss of my career was not betting more on Kansas City. That was the freest game ever, ever. There's no way Buffalo was going to win that game. There's just no way they were going to win it. And it's hard to believe they were going to stay somehow stay within three points of that team. Even at nine, well, as soon as it was nine, nothing. It's like Kansas said, okay, we'll watch this. Like that was such a gambling mess. We should have been, we should have hammered that. Okay. Hold on a second. Hold on a second. I, I, I sat beside you on the couch. Um, you did every right next to me. Every series that Casey got the ball after being down nine nothing, you bet touchdown on the next score. So I think you made it. I think you made it okay because they got touchdown, 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 touchdown on the next four possessions. I know. I'm not saying I didn't financially uh, do okay on that game. I'm just saying I, I, I could have done, done a lot better. It should just be listen. That should have been go to every drawer, turn over every pillow, find whatever you can, and you lay it all on Kansas City. Like that was just that was a get and that well we'll get to that next week when I I'll give you my thoughts on the Super Bowl but oh that game by I mean Mahomes was awesome that offense was awesome uh, the D was uh, okay I mean listen I think Buffalo didn't necessarily show up either I think uh, it, the moment was a little too big for uh, Allen uh, so it wasn't necessarily their best but there's just no there was just no way Kansas City was losing that game at home with that team yeah they. Uh... Oh, they were amazing. Like, and and I didn't realize like, they couldn't stop Kelsey. They couldn't stop Tyree Kill. Like, if you can't stop one of those two guys, your day's done. Um, like Kelsey had thirteen receptions, like eight in the first game. half. Yeah, it's insane. So, and I went back and looked at the stats to see like if Buffalo was that bad defensively, but they have given up the most receptions to tight ends all year. 
So I was like, oh, that kind of makes sense. And then Tyreek went off and kind of, I don't know how many yards he had, like 160 or something like that. So I think Andy Reid must have done the same uh, research you did on that. He must have known that. that was, yeah. <laughs> That's that a good stat for next week, though. Tampa, a, Tampa, Tampa gives up seventh most to receptions Ooh. to tight ends. So. Ooh, get on that. Get on that. Ooh, that, yeah. might, that might make me lean a little stronger. Drop I'm now leaning even more in that direction. But KC's defense wasn't bad. Like they like stopped Buffalo. Like other than the 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 fumble, like the punt return fumble touchdown, um, they looked pretty good. So their their crap prevent defense at the end wasn't wasn't spectacular. But you know they and the, they looked decent. So um, I don't know. I I'm liking them a lot. Let's just say. Yeah, that was a surprise. That the, the KC defense was definitely a surprise. They've been they've been the the weak link I think this year that everybody's talked about, and they stepped up and. My, I just, it just it had the feeling of the Bills just aren't they aren't there yet. Like the moment, the moment was just a little too big for Josh at this point in his career. Um, and that like they had a good nucleus for a team that can be good for the next couple of years, but it just seemed the bright lights. I don't know. If, I don't know, if Josh. It was comfortable enough in the bright lights yet, and uh, and uh, they'll be back. But uh, I, yeah, it, I, they, he did not. He did really nothing in the first half. They got that. They got oh, that fumble. That fumble to touchdown. They they got a field goal. I think it was it. And so and then you're right. They got the backdoor um, onside kick and the and the, and the prevent defense touchdowns. But yeah, I, I just it, it, uh, it was, when it was fourteen nine, like it felt like a fourteen nine. If I like this game is over. When it was nine nothing, they got to fourteen nine. Like I think I went and did. Which I do three times a day. I went to my dishes again for the third time of the day, and and and, and Bart <laughs> Bart watched the game, and 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 uh, yeah, it just seemed like it was done done by that. Well, you know what? This is by the way. I'm I'm going to hold back here because that's going to be one of our segments next week. How the three and a half weeks went together. We're going to talk about that next week on next week's pod. So I'm going to go ahead. You want you want to have you take your shots now? That's fine because trust me, I'm making a list here. Okay. Yeah, that was like super passive aggressive. That was awesome. Oh, I know. I know. <laughs> super passive aggressive. Ridiculous. <laughs> Fucking five star hotel you've been at. Uh, can we just two things on this? Uh, dumb coaching move uh, of the week as well. Again, not that they were going to win the game, but you at least have to give yourself a chance, right? So they Buffalo score. So two things: Buffalo at the end of the first half goes kicks the field goal from the four yard line instead of going for it. They had to know they had, and this is where coaching again. They have to know you cannot beat that team with field goals, right? They had to go for it there, right? Twenty one. What would they had? Twenty one sixteen. I mean, you feel totally different about that game. One score game, anything can happen. It's a terrible decision. Uh, the second terrible decision, they score that slot uh, prevent defense touchdown, and they're now down 17. They can kick the extra point to be down 16, right? To, two scores with five minutes left. They don't. They go for it to be down 15, which still makes no sense because you still need two touchdowns. Um and they miss it, and now they're down 17. So now, effectively, they're down three scores. Not effectively, they are. That's three scores. Uh, anyway, slice it. You can never get nine points in one score. Um, then what do they do? They It was awesome. It was great. They get they kick the onside kick, and they get the ball back. And I thought that's perfect. Even better. Now they've got you know now they're going to be going because I actually thought they were going to score again. And I thought, oh, this would be even better. They didn't, but like that's the whole point. If they get that onside kick, you score. Now you are literally down one score. Who knows what happens? You have three timeouts. Like I just again, I don't know how this happens. I don't Someone think it mattered. Yeah, I don't think it mattered. Like KC was I I think Buffalo was on borrowed time the whole game. And you know, I agree that the, the one point versus two point call was crazy. Um, but yeah, the fact no, that they it, had actually got an onside kick too was quite amazing. A great onside kick. Actually, that was perfect. The guy got killed too. Low bridge. That was nice. Uh, what I do know, what I do know is 
in the history of sports, there's never, anybody, there's never been a, a person, and I think Bart is that person, who would be an exceptional coach in the NBA and NFL. I think a dual sport coach. I think, no, I think no Bart, but here's what I – no, I, I didn't say that. What I, what I could do in either league is I could manage the fucking clock and tell you when to go for it. I could definitely do that in the NFL. And in the NBA, I could tell you when to challenge and when not to challenge. Because you know how I, in the NBA how easy it would be? Because I'd say never challenge unless there's less than a minute left. That's the only time you challenge when it might mean something. See, it's pretty easy. I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, all right, listen. Uh, are we? That's it. We're done with uh, backyard gambling and NFL recap. So uh, that we will move this into Slack. Are you ready? I'm, now, I'm hoping you did a little bit more research on this than, than our boy Brock last week with his mildly annoyed segment. Uh, this is we're right into what drives you crazy, and we will once again give you the option. If you'd like to start, you can, or you can let. Wait, wait, can, wait, you, wait, 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 wait. We're in the top five sports oh, movies. Oh, top five movies. Top five Jesus. Movies. Right. Sorry, Slack. Sorry, Slack. This happens all the time. Yeah, it does. I'm, it does. I'm super excited. This was stressing me out. I was like, I was up oh. all night thinking about movies and moving them around my list. I'm not joking. I spent far too much company time today on researching this. <laughs> You're right. This is this is a big one. Okay, yeah, we, so many. You can we keep, how many there are. Can we keep this to ten or fifteen minutes. Can we keep this to ten minutes, maybe? We're gonna keep, yeah. All right. Now, uh, basically, because Kitch probably did no research and, and doesn't appreciate movies the way we did, so we'll let him research. That is real. We, so, how do you want to start? How do you want to do it? Uh, we're we're gonna run it down. Uh, oh, you want to do it the way you like to do? It? Everyone does their five, then their four, then their yeah, three, then their like that. All right, all right, all right, all right. We'll do it your way. Uh, well, uh, we gotta so, be- so my minor, my number five is Rocky One. Rocky One is my number five sports movie. Okay, so just quickly, why Rocky One over instead of well, you never saw Rocky Four, so you don't know what you're talking about. Uh, I saw Rocky One because I was 12 years old. My dad took me to the theater, and I said this last week. People were st- stood up during the fight in the theater. How many movies have you ever gone to where the fan or the where the audience has actually stood up and watched the final fight? Stood up and stayed? Yeah, not very many. Stood up and left. I've been a ton of those. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That was it. That was my rock. Right, one. for you. Uh, uh, slacker, number five. My number five, Cinderella Man. Ooh. Oh, interesting. Okay. Right, okay. I'm going to re- rewatch you know that what? one, actually. Uh, good movie. Solid Russell Crowe. You know, that was at the peak of Russell Crowe's powers, too, right? Was, Ron, yeah. Ron Howard. Yeah. Everything was, everything was clicking for both of them at that stage. The director and actor. That's big. Uh, great and great story. I like that one. Uh, it was on my honorable mention. Can, can, can Slacker explain why? Are you going to you gonna, you gonna break down his whole movie? Go ahead, Slacker. Why did you take Slacker? No, I, I'd say classic. All of my movies are classic underdog movies. They're not going to win Oscars like Kitchen's movie did. One of them was one of my movies was nominated, but uh, I was just a, I I like those underdog comes around at the end and wins. So it's uh, me too. Me I'm, too. Those are my next four slack. We're, we're, we're gonna match here with the next four slack for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, mine. Uh, this was not my strategy, but mine. My fifth does fall into that category. Sea biscuit. Love sea biscuit. Love it. Uh, great. It's coming. Great. It's coming. Yeah, it's coming on the list. It's coming on the list. Uh, yeah. You know, what? I I thought long and hard about where to put this one. Uh, but based on the other ones, this is definitely it's it's in the right spot. It did not listen. I did a whole honorable mention. It was not honorable mention worthy. It was top five. All right, number four, Kitch. Number four for me is Moneyball. Oakland A's. Just love the story. Loved loved the whole how they how they how they changed the game. How they brought in the the analytics and uh, yeah, loved it. Number four, Moneyball for me. Really. Yeah. And I thought, what's the guy's like the actor? He's I thought he was fantastic. That was one of his first real breakout movies, I thought, where he was really Which one? Oh, Brad Pitt. Jonah Hill. 
Thank you, Jonah. Thank you, Snyder. Right, Jonah Hill. Hill. Super bad Jonah Hill. He was oh, that was not a God, super bad was super bad was not a breakout movie. <laughs> <laughs> right, it was. That, it oh, was that was a hitch. That was it was that was his breakout movie. That, and then he was in uh, Wolf of Wall Street. Actually, that may have been after. That was, that was later, after. Yeah. That was that was after. Trust me. Oh, come on. Super bad's is pretty. All right. You've just now proven what you know about movies. All right. Uh Slacker, number four. Number four, Warrior. Oh, I've seen it. Warrior. It's an MMA movie. Same thing. Not underdogs, no, underdogs, two brothers kind of from the with a rough dad, and they kind of make their way up the MMM rate MMA ranks. So um it's it's one of those feel-good. I don't know. It's it's not a lot of people have seen it, but I love it. No, I love it. Worry. All right. It's, like, it's a really like, feel good watching guys get their faces knocked in. <laughs> the entire movie. Yeah. Fargo Family Show. All right. We got something to watch. We got something to watch, Bart. I've seen it. I've seen it, but I'll watch it. Actually, you know what? That's a total. Uh, you could watch that again. Uh, and I haven't seen it in a few years. So, I, yeah, it is a good movie. I liked it. It didn't make my honorable mention, but I liked it. And sort of didn't make my top five. Uh, for me, number four. And I actually really struggled with this because it was almost in my number one spot, but it's now in the number four. Bull Durham. Oh, really? Dude, make, it wasn't even a mention for me. I looked oh at that one. That is fucking one of the all. You watch it again. When was the last time you saw it? So I my, like I would I would go Major League before I go Bull Durham. Major League was my honorable mention. That's, that was you know, I, that's that's an embarrassment. That is. I'm, you know, I'm, with, I'm with Kitch on that one, but yeah, yeah. Yeah. go watch it again. Kevin Costner, oh. Susan Sarandon in that movie. Oh, oh yeah, oh, I know you fall in love with her. I know, I know. Nuke Lelouch, great no. character. No. Major League was way better. Oh my God, you're simple. You're so simple. <laughs> All right, uh, number three. Number three was Seabiscuit for me. That was my Seabiscuit slot, so I didn't, like you said earlier. So Slacker? Number three, Rocky Four. So Rock, Kitchen's Rocky story, that's my Rocky Four story. So it was like my hockey team watching it in the theater. We were all going nuts. That soundtrack is like, it, it can't be beat. There's like a million songs on there. My running mix is uh, is filled with that stuff. There's a song called War, which is like the greatest running song of all time. Um, maybe your like your music guy can like dub it in as I'm speaking here, but yeah. oh my God, I'm running like a thousand miles an hour when I listen to that, or I think I am, but I'm running like a million miles an hour when I hear that song so oh yeah yeah you know what can you uh keep play that song for two hours and seven minutes at your next marathon at your next half marathon <laughs> we should talk about that in aob yeah we, we are going to i got a ton of aob i got a ton of aob don't worry i'm on it uh so you guys aren't gonna like this but this is what i did i went for number three rockies one through four they're interchangeable to me i, don't I loved all four of them i don't i loved all four of them four movies that's four movies i know but i loved all four of them so any rocky there any rocky for me and that's a lot and i'll take it since you CO, CO will allow it. Uh, number two. Number two, Rudy. 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 Loved Rudy. Rudy's Most overrated sports movie of all time. That's awesome. That is an yeah. awesome movie. You feel you come out of Rudy feeling like you could conquer the world. That is a feel-good movie. Number two for me is Rudy. Rudy's so annoying, though. Like, I, yeah, it, it's hard to cheer true. for him. Like, yeah, it's, it's a cool story and stuff, but it didn't even make my honorable mention. I thought, has it. God, you know what, Sean Aston, he's a douche. Sean, the, the, the Rudy guy, he's a douche in real life. You didn't know he was a douche then, though. You didn't know he was a douche No, I didn't know at the time. I didn't, I didn't know at the time. Yeah. Uh, okay, well, listen. First of all, that movie is at least an hour and 10 minutes way too long. Right? I come into that theater nope. thinking I should have four more cups of coffee. Keep building up. Uh, so, no, I didn't. That's, that's, he didn't make my arm up mention either. Wow. Did not make it. Uh, all right, for me, those slackers. Slackers next. Did slacker. you not go? 
Oh, sorry. Sorry. So number two is uh, I had Seabiscuit as my number two. I had uh, I love horse racing movies, so I thought about Secretariat. There's a movie called Dreamer that's really good, but Seabiscuit by far and away is the is the is the top one there. So number two, such a great movie. Red, Red was awesome. Uh, okay, for me, number two, remember the Titans. Titans. Yeah. Great movie. Not bad. Great. Oh, true story. Great movie. A little racial tension. They bring everyone together. Right, yeah. some tragedy. Almost as good as oh. Ru- almost as good as Rudy, but yeah, oh, it's way. I you, I would watch. I'll tell you, you pull a hundred people have seen both those movies. Ninety six of them pick Remember the Titans over Rudy. That was my honorable mention. Oh, okay, well, yeah. all right. Here it is. Uh, drum roll, catch number one for you. Number one, run the picket fence. Jimmy Chipwich, who's yours. Team that, that small little tail. Look at all my look at them. Sea biscuit. Moneyball, Rudy Hoosiers, all like, all like feel good movies. I like the Disney ending. I like the Disney ending for my movies. No comments. Slacker. Yeah, sorry, I'm laughing. Yeah, I, that didn't even make my honorable mention. I don't what? know. Why. Oh, it's oh, a good movie. God, oh. Slacker. Slacker. I think it's old. It's just old, and I, you, you guys are dating yourselves. No, Slacker, lead the session right now. See that little button? MMA movie in over Hoosiers. MMA over uh, Hoosiers. You should watch no. that. It's so no. good. It's not better than Hoosiers. That's re- now, okay. You've lost whatever credibility you had. It is out the fucking warrior window what's right the, now. What's number one? Wow. Number wow. one for me is Moneyball. I think War, that was Warrior two. Oh, no, Moneyball. No, like Moneyball. Moneyball by a mile, I'd say. Really. Yeah, to see, I read the book. I like the book. Catch that is a book. It's based on a book. Um, why, why, why I really like the movie. Then, why read the book? But I think uh, what's his name? Cast as Art Howe was a total miss. Uh, Seymour Seymour Hoffman, yeah. total miss. Uh, like Jonah Hill in it. Didn't love Brad Pitt in it. Like he wasn't Billy Bean. Like he's the only thing about baseball in real so life. Good. He was. He was great funny. Yeah. Oh, he was amazing. Yeah. Chris Pratt break. played. Chris Pratt played the the guy who couldn't play first base. He was yeah. yeah I like Chris Pratt. Actually. The whole story was awesome. Jonah Hill made the movie for me. Yeah. Uh, Dental Dental still calls me Jonah Hill half the time because of that movie. I think so. <laughs> All right. Okay. A good thing. Uh, I thought I thought uh, Slack, I think I could come up. I thought Slack was gonna come out with that uh, that uh, singing competition movie and they call it a sport. The one where they're on the stage and they sing in a competition and the your Amanda Kendrick gets through there. And I, was, I thought that was coming out here. <laughs> <laughs> What? What's your? That's on, what's your, another, that's on another list. That's another Anna, list. Anna Kendrick, not Amanda. Anna. Oh yeah, Anna Kendrick. Loves Anna Kendrick in this movie where the girls sing in a competition or something. Like that. Oh, actually, you know that could have been a sports movie. We could call that a singing competition. That would have been close. Uh, what's, what's it called? called? He knows what's called. He knows what's called. Pitch, pitch perfect. Pitch perfect. perfect. There it is. There you know pitch, pitch perfect one and two. Great. Pitch, I thought pitch, he was coming. Perfect. I would pitch perfect there for number one. I was afraid of that. Okay. There uh, so for me, I, I went. Uh, I want a little uh, off the reservation. Angels in the outfield for me, number one. I'm kidding, you idiots! Angels, that's a terrible movie. I don't think I, I was like, yeah, not a bad choice. I guess, yeah. I'm just trying to think, like, what was that movie? Oh, it's, it's a kid's movie. Oh yeah, it's Danny Glover and the kid who's a, like a got a magical. Yeah, it's terrible, terrible. Uh, no, I went Hoosiers as one too, and you know what? I was all over the map with Hoosiers. I started with honorable mention to like number four or three, but then uh, I broke it down. I, that movie in the moment was awesome. And I watched it about a month ago. You know what? It's a great, great movie. True story. I mean, come on. Yeah. Jimmy oh, Chipwich. Yeah. I don't know if the drunk dad is a true, a true part of the story, but, um, but yeah, great, great movie. Great acting. You know what? They walk in there just like in our gym, 15 feet. Love it. 10 feet high. Love it. 
Love selection there, Jim. Great. The little underhand shot by uh, what's his name? He did shoot under all he did shoot underhand in the real in the real uh, real Hoosiers too. I think you'll find the same dimensions in our gym back in Indiana. <laughs> Love that. Uh, okay, now listen quickly. We don't even talk about them. Just run down your honorable mentions. I had three, so I had three through in there. One was Major League. Uh, one was Blindside. I did really enjoy the Blindside oh, movie. Yeah, that's good. And my third one was Ali. I did. Uh, I did oh, enjoy the. I liked it. Yeah, liked it. Those my All right. Mine were uh, the Karate Kid, <laughs> Invi- I- Invincible. McFarland USA, Slapshot, <laughs> Slapshot, and Remember the Titans. McFarland, yeah. I love McFarland USA. That's an amazing movie. Come on. Yeah, that's Kevin know. Costner right there, buddy. I don't even know. Uh, that, that was good. That was good. Uh, I'm not sure it's honorable mention good, but it was good. <laughs> uh, I really struggle with Slapshot as a Canadian because that could have easily been top five. It's such a great movie, but it's it's honorable mention for me. Uh, I went The Fighter. Mm-hmm. Marky Mark. Oh, any Marky Mark sport. I didn't have Invincible, but Mark, uh, I went the Hustler. Oh, Fats Domino. Eddie. Eddie Fell. Uh, what's it? Eddie? Fast Eddie. Uh, Dodgeball. Great movie. Dodgeball. <laughs> yeah. Great movie. Uh, Friday Night Lights. Do you guys forget about Friday Night Lights? That's a oh, great movie. I thought about it. Yeah, yeah it didn't make my list. Uh, Rollerball, the original. Slack, you've seen Rollerball. I have not. Oh, look at it. That's an unbelievable. That's a great movie. Uh, Blades of Glory. Yeah, yeah. Talladega Nights played the glory. Got through a little. Wool. Are you going to live, give us like the top fifty, or we? Just, we just, I have two more. Uh, uh, two more. White men can't jump. Great movie. Oh god, yeah. Uh, Jerry Maguire. Jerry Maguire sports movie. Jerry's That's good. Great. It's kind. It's kind of sports. Yeah, kind of sports, I guess. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, right there. there we go. We're not going. We weren't debating those. So, and the one that we didn't bring up, which I thought would have come up. So, best, best, uh, five beer deep sports movie. So you have five or six drinks. Best sports movie to watch. Uh, you think of it? What kind Caddyshack. Of Caddyshack. Oh, I forgot about Caddyshack. Actually, that should be on our mention. You're right. Five or six beers in, Caddyshack's the funniest movie, funniest sports movie out there. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Actually, that should have been an Oliver. I, mean, I, I skipped over that one, obviously. Uh, okay. All right. Listen, here we are. What drives? You gotta hustle, man. You gotta hustle. Uh, Slacker, do you, what do you want? Do you want to start this one? Do you want you want us to I'll go eat last? In? I'll go, go last. last. Okay, nice. All right. Uh, Kitchen, you want to start? So last night, I'm on the phone, and this is an airline. This is an airline story again. Oh, no. <laughs> so, oh my god. I lived this story, by the way. I lived it. So I am flying out of here. My flight was scheduled for February 12th. And I took the last Air Canada flight here. And Air Canada doesn't fly here for a month. So I, I'm booked on the first Air Canada flight going home, which is February 12th. So I call up, get it all booked up. And it was good. So then I get wind. I don't get notified by anybody, but I get wind in the local paper from one of Bart's buddies saying they've canceled all Air Canada flights until April. So my February 12th flight, and they usually they fly once or twice a week. So the once or twice a week, a week flight is not even going to start up again in April. So I call last night. I said, listen, uh, I was walked on the Air Canada flight. Um, I, you guys aren't flying near this way, so I'm, I'm going to ask for a refund to look elsewhere. Oh, no, we can only give you a credit. I'm like, no, 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 think about this. You have canceled every option I have from Air Canada for the next three months. You've taken away every option for the next three months. I kind of want my money back. No, no, we can only offer you credit. Just think about that. That drives me crazy. So you know how to take the reservation. You just don't know how to hold the reservation. 
And that's really the most important part of the reservation, the holding. Did it ever dawn on you that perhaps they didn't have the money? <laughs> yeah, Air well, Canada maybe doesn't have the money. Well, I, I, then, then if they told me that, and the fact I own a thousand shares of the company, then I might have been okay with it. But okay, okay, you know, so if, it, if I'm going to take the share price on that re- refund, yeah, all right, that's okay. You keep that cash then. I agree. It's uh, it's an old airline trick, even pre-pandemic, oh. an old airline trick. At least they give you two years. You get two years to use it. Give me two years, yeah. But you know, I'll forget. Yeah. I'll forget about it in three weeks. Oh, I, I hope so. I really hope so. <laughs> uh, listen, I had a ton to choose from this week, uh, but I'm going to keep it quick. Uh, we talked about this last night. Too. It's basketball related, basketball pod. It is ridiculous that the NBA referee can keep the game moving when someone takes a three-point shot, then stop the game, go back and look and go, oh, no, that person stepped out of bounds. We're not going to count that three-pointer. But they can't do the same thing for a goaltend. It happened last night. Uh, Norm Powell clearly got goaltended, laid it up off the glass, then the shot got blocked, and there's nothing they can do about it. That's two points that should have been. If you can take three points off the board because you go back five minutes later to see if someone's foot was out of bounds and then take those points away, why can't you at least do the exact same thing um, at the next time out? Go review it. No, it was goaltend. We're going to give you the two for that. Everything else stays the same. That is ridiculous. Again, these sports leagues. I could probably run a sports league too. Um, it's not complicated. You just need rules that make sense. Just make rules that make sense. That's it. That's so good. That, that, that was good. That was good insight. I did like that one part, actually. That was good. I agree with you. I agree with you on that one. I know that's Thank shocking, you. but I do. Thank you. Thank you. All right, Sudbury Slacker. All right. So I'm not sure if this one's come out before. Kitchen might have raised this one before, but I have like personal space issues. So, And so how I thought of this was we went tobogganing. Me and another dad, our two daughters went to the tobogganing hill behind the high school close to us. So we're standing in like a little box. The girls are ready for their first run. And this mom and her daughter come walk in between us. So COVID aside, like, you know, that's crazy. But walk in between us, my youngest gets hit with with her toboggan. So it got me to thinking about personal space in Vegas. So like when you're playing craps and the table's on fire and there's hot shooter, like, and then all the people want to get on the table. So they're cramming in and they're throwing money over your shoulder. And, and then roulette is the, probably the worst one of all time. So you're playing roulette and people are like, you know, boxing you out to bet on their, you know, their degenerate roulette bet. So, so my general theme is, is uh, kind of, personal space and people getting into it. So the one good thing coming in from COVID, I hope when we go to Vegas next time, it's like you have to space out at the craps table or you have to space out at the roulette table. I mean, that would be my dream. Oh, they wouldn't have to. Because Dan, oh, yeah. I was Dan, I'm going to smack me in the butt when I threw a throw a, a hard eight. I like that hard eight. Like, oh, here it comes. Ah, it's going to stink. That's going to leave yeah, a mark. Say, trust me. After three weeks, I know someone who doesn't worry about personal space. I can do it. Yeah, that's that's true. Uh, Slacker, you would hate the casinos in London. Have you ever played uh, blackjack in London? In the UK? I haven't. No. Oh, my God. That's the worst. They, a guy standing behind you can play your square with you. Two, oh, two, or, three, two, or, two or three people can, can't they? There's like, yeah. there's like, there's like uh, three spaces, isn't there? I don't know if there's, there's more than just one. It might be more than one, but I don't know, I don't know how many it is. But the point is, they, then they climb over you to place their bet on your fucking cards. And... Then they climb over you get the chips back. So if you like that, you old slacker, you would not do well there. Do oh, not. I would hate that. Yeah, I don't do hate it. That. So what I strongly suggest you never do I, it. What I do in London is I I take a card on 18. Give me a card on 18. <laughs> nope, nobody's leaning behind me again. <laughs> I'll eat that $10 bet and nobody's nobody's betting on my spot after that. <laughs> split tens. Split tens. Do that too. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, no one's either playing your spot or they're going to put a knife in the back of your neck. Either one. Yeah. yeah. Uh, okay, listen, uh, quickly. AOB. Uh, Slacker, it's clear. We talked about this on the on the pod for me. I have two AOBs. This, uh, but when is the uh, the half marathon? Full. Uh, full marathon. No, no. We, oh, no, no. I, yeah. No, it's it's half. No, four no. Hours. So you had four hours. Was it 408? You had 408? You had 408? It was 408. You're right. It was 408. I was just thinking because I, I ran the half in two hours of their training. So I just, yeah, that's right. Uh, you're right. Um, so 408, are you in any kind of training mode right now? I am definitely not. So I was ready to go last year. My longest training run was 30K. I was signed up to two marathons, Toronto and backup was Indianapolis, uh, and they both got shut down. So Vegas, uh, Vegas, you had Vegas too. Vegas your longest training session was 30K. It's not even a full marathon. No, but you generally get up to like 32, 33, and then you scale back. You don't ever run the full the full marathon in training. Um, that's I'll, what the, I'll, do, that's, I'll do some research on that. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> I'll so, um, so, but going back to your bet, like if there was a cash out button on Kitchen's bet, because my, my time I think was 408 or 409, Kitchen's $100 bet, cash out would have been like $23. Like, uh, yeah, 408. Oh, yeah. You're, no, four, four, no, no, 420 was probably the best I was going to do. So, 408, 409 was like, I, yeah, it wasn't no. looking good, Kitch, but you were lucky. No, based on that story, you should pay that. Go to the spreadsheet and pay that. That's a win for me. Oh, I've paid it in labor in the kitchen. I've paid it in labor in the kitchen. <laughs> uh, my second AOB, Slacker, this is important. Can Freddie Van Vliet dunk? If you had to bet $500 right now whether or not Freddie could dunk a basketball, what would you bet? Yes or no? Yes. Yeah. Not a Ooh. chance. It's not a chance. No. He's my height. He's my height, and he's he's not he's thin. Not He's not. He's no. Oh, no. He's sorry. He's five ten. Yeah, we were in the, we were in the elevator with him. He's not six three. Five ten, and he's thick. There's no way. I don't think. I I'd be surprised if he can touch the rim. I think he oh. might. <laughs> now that I would no take. Way. That's a big difference between dunking and touching the rim. It's well, it's a foot. That's, that's about a foot. That's yeah. That is, that is ridiculous. Yeah, that's massive. Uh, okay. Uh, he's six. He's, he's six one. By the way, oh, so they list that's, that. that's listed. That's not his. That's not his real height. That's his listed height in the NBA. Yeah, he's not. Trust me, he's not. I was there. I was right next to him. I pushed. I pushed the button next to him on the elevator. He's not six. He's not six one. I would bet uh, a lot of money. I would bet a lot of money on him dunking. Really? Oh, well, I, I'm with this on this one. I don't think he can. He's got that sort of wide lower trunk. He's heavy. He's a little heavier set. I'm telling you, I don't. I'm with catch. No way he's dunking. Can Lowry dunk? Oh, I, I would say no. I would I say so. no. I don't think so. No way. He's he's bigger than Freddie. No way. God, is that our starting backcourt can't dunk? I bet you aren't too many starting backcourts in the NBA. <laughs> you could say that about. <laughs> that's, a, that's unbelievable. I'd, look that stat up. I'm going to text D. Smith. See, I'm going to ask him if, 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 if we'll have this for the next spot. Yeah, we'll, yeah, we'll answer the question. Well, not that he will necessarily know, but yeah, all right. Well, yeah, he may. Yeah, he okay. All right. Uh, AOB, uh, Slacker. Yeah, so uh, I was watching the uh, football game last or this uh, whenever last weekend. Uh, the, there was an ad for the Pro Bowl that came up. Like, what are you doing having a Pro Bowl? Like, the Pro Bowl is stupid in normal years. Like, that is totally insane. And then five minutes later, there's a thing that comes on the bottom of the screen that says NBAs and talks about their All Star game. I'm like, you're actually thinking of having an All Star game? Like, isn't that messed up? 
No, they're not well, actually having the Pro Bowl, are they? No, Pro Bowl, they're not. They're not having it. It's no, like a it's like a banquet. Oh. They're doing like a banquet to celebrate the Pro Bowlers. It's not a oh okay yeah. good because I was like that's first of all the Pro Bowl stupid, but I was like that's crazy. Yeah, I think it's more stupid in a pandemic. They're just nominating people to show that I was on. I the think team. Pro Bowl banquet is actually dumber than a Pro Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> that yeah. is, that's a terrible idea. I'd love to. What what network is showing that? <laughs> that could be like the dodgeball. It could be Ocho the Eight. It could be uh, ESPN Ocho showing that one. Uh, okay, Kitch AOB. Well, I, we can't do an AOB without a wrap, without without a weekly wrap, weekly wrap up of my uh, of Bermuda Bards trip. Um, the the time down here, big segment. Next the, week. the weather has turned. The weather's turned a bit this week. Um, so uh, we spent a little more time. We got a little more time to stare at each other inside. Um, but but we're still surviving. I think my wife couch is starting. Surviving. The couch I think is my surviving. wife is starting starting to notice that I am gone. So I think Sue's now realized that I am I am actually gone. Um, the on the on the weekend, the wind at Port Royal. We went golf to Port Royal as our usual Saturday golf game was howling again. It would be nice to play a round of golf in less than 20, 20 mile an hour winds. So that's uh, we're hoping for that this weekend, but I don't think we're going to get it yet. So the the wind is up on golf day. Uh, went to a great dinner party. We had a great dinner party in the weekend with three. Brits, of which I got to understand about 60% of what they said. Uh, was, uh, the Borders boyfriend has an int- interesting story there. And uh, the wine and our and our five nightcaps uh, when we got home were all good. That was a late that was, one. You know what? That was uh, some good decision making when we got home. And I finally, I finally met the infamous Kate Marcotte. Kate Marcotte, who from the early pods, met her, had dinner at the had dinner at the place. Would have thought that Rob and uh, what's Kate's mom again? Uh, Sarah. Would have thought that Rob. <laughs> would have thought that Rob and Sarah would have would have cleaned up a bit before we came. But but we still had an enjoyable enjoyable evening at the place, even though it was it was a little yeah, place, It was uh, it was actually kind of gross. Yeah. And then and then the wind the wind factor uh, would be nice. The two things would be nice. It'd be nice not to play pickleball on the Sunday in twenty miles or wind. Wind and pickleball they're not friends. When your ball weighs an ounce. It's not great playing in wind and it will be nice not to, it will be, be nice not to spend $200 on a bag of groceries. Those are the two things. Well, that would be nice. You know, it'd be nice if we actually, we actually had a pickleball that was purchased in the two thousands. Those are like our old street hockey balls that these guys play with. We got oh, a, trust me, there's a gift coming. I've already Amazoned it. It's ridiculous. I agree. Oh, okay. Well, listen, that's uh that's good stuff. Um, slacker. Any parting words for your uh, guest appearance here that you want to? No, thanks for having me. It was, uh, it's an honor to be on the show. I've been like Brockton in a fantastic job. I would say that. So, you know, it was a, it was a hard, uh, I was hoping he'd fall on his on his face and, uh, but he was, he was excellent. So hopefully I did half as good as he did, but, uh, but thanks for having me. Slack was Slack was really, he was he was probably the most excited listener that we did a pod first when he he was when we first did the pod in the very first show so I was like that is all he was that is awesome he was he was he was Jack he's, he was our most Jack fan for the first little while that's for sure <laughs> yeah that's true well, hard, I, I would say do, like oh, go ahead Bart I was just gonna say you, between you and Brock have probably been their most uh loyal uh, from the jump, from the jump and all the way through, I would say you, so it's good that you guys uh, did this and you, and you know what, you've both done really well, one better than the other, but I'll save that uh, analogy for later. 
<laughs> you know, to your credit, I'll pump your tires a little bit, but you know, lots of people, lots of people talk about having podcasts, but to actually do it and to follow through with it. And it's, it's quite impressive. I don't know how many people listen. Maybe it's just Deno and, uh, and Pete and, and Ursula listening, but, uh, congratulations. Like this is, it's cool. Um, even if, uh, you know, just, just those boys listen to it. I think it's awesome anyway. So I'll tell you, Slack, it is exhausting. It is exhausting. Slack. Dude. You know what, Slack, that was, uh, that was a great exit. You know what? Decision made. Slacker is clearly the better co-host, or guest host. Easily. Sorry, bro. I was done. It. Yeah. Well, well said, Slacker. Well said. All right, Slacker. On that note, you get to uh, get to take us home. All right, Kawhi, take it away. Kawhi up top. Looks at the clock. Turns the corner for the win. Ha, ha, ha.